Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Carrie Nan Naklas is a certified pediatric sleep consultant, parenting coach, and newborn care specialist. She offers mentorship to other consultants in the pediatric sleep and parenting arena and is currently serving as a board member of the International Pediatric Sleep Association. She gives back to her community through the local pregnancy center, offering newborn classes as well as sleep and parenting classes. Empowering and supporting women has always been a passion of Carrie's. So when she combined that love with her love for children, she found her ultimate passion. Carrie started her formal business in 2020. Since that time, she has supported hundreds of families as they have found their sleep, their joy, and their sanity. Carrie and her husband, Michael, stay busy with their four grown children and spouses, as well as their 12 grandchildren. Her perfect day is supporting her clients while spending time with their family. Carrie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So the reason I wanted to have you on the show today is because I get asked all the time if it is possible to grow a sleep consulting business without social media. And I think that you are a really good prime example for how it's possible. I know that you use social media a little bit, but you're not using social media to uh, like drive your messaging at all. Uh, before we get started though, I really do wanna hop onto this topic, but before we get started, tell us a little bit about you, tell us about your family and why you wanted to become a sleep consultant. Okay, so first of all, thanks for having me. And um, so my um, passion has always been empowering women and, um, and men if they needed empowered, but um, I, and I love children. I have loved children since I can remember. And I have been babysitting since I can remember. And I actually never worked in a retail establishment or a restaurant or anything all the way through um, high school and into college because I had so much um, income coming in from babysitting. And so I actually, uh, my husband retired two years ago. And when he retired, we moved out of our community where he had raised our kids, where he had had his medical practice. And I realized that we were going to get, our world was going to get a little small. And I just am not that type of person. So I was looking around and I've, I've been, I've always been helping friends and family and my own children with their children. And uh, offering advice and offering methods and offering support. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is a great time for me. It's kind of like a second career, but it is absolutely my passion. So I wish every day, I literally wish I had found this 25 years ago, because it is, I'm living my passion and I love every minute of it. I love that. That makes me so happy. Um, so, so what I really wanted to talk to you about today is how you've grown such a successful business and you've done it in a way that's a little bit different. It, it's not different from, really different from how I've grown my business. We've talked about this offline, uh, but it's different from the way that people assume that sleep consulting businesses are built. I think right. that when people think, for whatever reason, when people think of sleep consulting, they think, okay, you have to have a big 
you know, social media presence, especially on Instagram or TikTok. And obviously, mm -hmm. and you're not doing those things. So what does that look like for you? How are you growing your business? How are you finding clients if you're not making reels and TikToks all day long? Okay, so this is a, a, a it's actually, um, the answer to this question has a couple of different parts. The, the biggest one being, those things don't interest me. I am not a creative person. And I am more of a heart to heart person. So the support that I offer my clients, the way that I can um, spend time with them, if I'm spending time on my business, I'd rather it be face to face, or text to text or any number of ways that I communicate with my clients. It's not creating content that anyone may or may not see who may or may not be my client, who may or may not be interested in my topic. So I just decided that that is just not me. Um, I do have a little bit of an Instagram presence. I have a little bit of a Facebook presence. I don't have a website because I don't feel like, well, I would like to have a website. I just don't have the energy or the interest in creating content for it. So I have just kind of, what I did was I just decided that I would start working my business by connecting with people. And if I served them well, I have done my job and they will tell then anybody they, they, that they love that they can trust and, and I will offer them support. One of the things I realized too is on all of the um, sleep consultant groups, one of the things that's the biggest challenge is content creation, um, creativity, um, how to find your topics, how to walk that line of what's um, appropriate. And I just, I don't have time for that. And um, like you said before, we have 12 grandchildren. I limit my clients to five at a time, but my clients are filled consistently. And I just really want to know that the time I'm putting into my business is time I'm connecting with my clients and using it for my clients. I love that. I really identify with it. Anybody who's taken the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management course knows that this is how I operate my business as well. Right. Uh, you know, I do have a presence on Instagram and Facebook, but that's not really how I'm building my business. I really just right. do that to stay in front of, frankly, the people that already know me and already love me right. so that they're reminded that I exist so that they tell their friends or their extended right. network about me. I'm not trying to sort of pull complete strangers as clients off of Instagram. It just feels hard, frankly, right. Um, right. feels really, really hard. Uh, let's go back though a second, because I understand, I fully identify with like doing a good job and that leading to referrals. I a hundred percent agree with that, but let's back up to like the very first client or two, right? Because like, how do you get your business off the ground before you have those referrals? Do you remember what it was like to get those first three, five, six, mm -hmm. eight, 10 clients? And what did that look like before you had people spreading your name like wildfire? So what that looked like is one, my reputation spoke for itself. So my um, and my reputation preceded me a little bit in the child arena, even though I wasn't in the child arena. Um, and so when I made the announcement, hey, this is what I'm doing, everybody was so excited for me. Um, even like women my age, they were like, I can't believe you're doing this. This is so incredible. I'm, I'll make sure and let my kids know because they're grandparents as well. Um, but one of the key things I did was I went to, I created strategic alliances. And what that means is I went out and I found health and wellness collectives. I found 
um, pediatricians, um, chiropractors, I reached out to them and I said, I've been through your, I, I know who you are. I know what you do. I've been on your social media because people do identify through their social media. And I will tell you, people do come to my social media, but what it's interesting is typically when I see a name pop up on my social media, they will, I will get them in my calendar in the next two or three days because they come to my social media on purpose through a referral. Um, people don't just find my social media really, and that's okay. But like you, the content I put on there is really for the people I've already worked with or met, or I use my social media to then share, like I'm always sharing ideas for what they can do during wake windows and what they can do for developmental milestones and things like that. So in instant messaging or DMing them, I will share, oh, hey, I thought about you guys for this or spring's coming. This is a great wake window activity. So it's really about still connecting my community that I've already built or am building versus any Tom, Dick or Harry finding me out there. Um, But to answer your question, um, I just really feel like um, I forgot the question. No, we were talking about, well, you had mentioned, that's okay. We had mentioned, you had mentioned that you were making these strategic alliances yes, and, and that that was really what helped you to sort yes. of get your business off the ground. And I couldn't agree more. You and I are two mm-hmm. peas in a pod this way. Uh, you know, if you don't have other professionals in the parenting space that see value in what you do, it's very hard to make big waves, right? Uh, Other professionals have to value your services. And you have to align with them. I cannot go to someone who is XYZ and they're standing on that platform no matter what, if I don't necessarily agree with it because my values don't align. So if I'm working with a client, I mean, if I'm working with a referral source, I want to make sure that we speak the same language, basically. I want to make sure that the clients they send me are my people, you know, and then I also want to make sure that I'm their people because you, I've never had a client that I didn't connect with and I can't imagine what that would be like. But I also know that because I keep my businesses based on referrals, you know, you're like the five most people you hang around. So nice people don't typically hang around with mean people. So the referrals I get are typically really nice really aligned with my thought process and my vibe. And it works out really well. Yeah, I love that. What are some ways that you have separated yourself from other sleep consultants? How are you different? How, what are your sort of strong points that you speak to when you're uh, speaking with a prospective client? So I do a little bit of a hybrid uh, model. And what, what that means is I look at the big picture. So sleep doesn't start at bedtime. And parenting doesn't start when they melt down. So I really work hard to find what the entire day looks like. We, um, I don't really talk. We don't, I don't take up a lot of their time in talking. We have a really good um, initial conversation. And then I write the plan. My plans are always written from a parenting standpoint and from a um, sleep consultant standpoint after 12 months, because after 12 months, it really starts to blur. What that looks like is we talk about what the child's expecting from them. And then we all, I also work with my parents really um, well and making sure that they have a foundation of respect and communication with their child. And so, and we do everything very respectfully. I work from any number of methods. There's not one method that I follow A to Z. What I actually do is I say, 
we're going to take this and we're going to add this and we're going to take this out, but we're going to add this in. And then I come up with these incredible methods that are almost fail-proof, like literally 99% fail-proof for toddlers, for anybody over a year old, um, really anybody over nine months old. I have incredible success with anybody under that fourth trimester, that kind of thing. I did become a newborn care specialist because it was important to me that I under, I understand exactly who that little fourth trimester baby is and what I could offer the parents. I think in doing that, again, I was, I don't feel like the school's ever out for the professional. And so I felt like the more I learned, the more I had to share. So in, in learning those things, I was able to share then any number of things that some sleep consultants wouldn't really know had they not taken the newborn care specialist course, or had they not uh, applied it in a certain way. So I apply it from a very practical standpoint. We have four kids, we have 12 grandchildren, any number of nieces and nephews, there's always children at our house. And I apply it from a very practical standpoint versus a textbook standpoint. And I I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think I think what you're doing, you're doing two things. One is you're committing to a mastery of your craft, Mm -hmm. right by by really taking continuing education and always being willing to learn more and Mm -hmm. speaking to people that are in related but different fields from your own and scooping up whatever knowledge you can there. And and then you're really tailoring your approach to the individual family and the individual child that you're working with. And, And frankly, I think a lot of confidence comes through because of your education. Uh, one thing that, and and I think that families see that, right. When you show up for a call and you can speak to not just sleep training, but parenting and, you know, not just X, Y, and Z, but like a bigger picture. Um, I think that that gives our clients a sense of comfort that they're in really good hands, that this isn't just somebody that, took a course and went on her right. way. This I is agree. somebody, this is somebody who really knows her stuff, who's committed to continuing education, committing to committing to the fact that you're never finished learning, right? right. Um, right. And, and I, in so many ways, you and I are aligned this way. I'm never done. I'm constantly reading books on uh, parenting and mm-hmm. signing up for webinars and, and right. scooping up any knowledge I can. Um, because I really believe that it's when you fully understand, it's mm-hmm. not just, you can't just take a course and then you have all the answers, right? You no. have to fully, you have to fully understand what you're doing. And, right. and I think that that's like a life's work, right? It is. Um, it is. It's a life's work. I think you can read the science and you can totally understand it. You can read the methods and you can totally understand them. But when you're talking to a parent that it's not even that it might, they may call you for a sleep problem, but it's not really a sleep problem, or they may call you for a parenting problem. And it's not really a parenting, not problem, but challenge. And it's not really a parenting challenge. It's really more of a sleep challenge. So in knowing all of the things that I know I can apply and knowing all of the things that I have had experience with. I'm able to then say, let's look at it this way. And these parents are so committed to their families. Uh, they're so committed to being coachable that it works out incredibly well. And I love, you know, the thing too, is that I feel like I connect with them because I do have the confidence and I do have the knowledge that they're looking for because parents are very, very capable these days, but 
and they thank me and they're like, thank you so much for helping me to be the mom I am. And I'm like, no, please understand you. It's all you. I'm just offering support because these parents know what to do. But I do believe that with the, the inundation of social media, the judgments, the information overload, the, this is right. This is wrong. Good moms do this. Good moms don't do this. It's too much. And so I always tell them, the first thing I'd like you to do is step away from your social media and unfollow or just mute some of the pages that really cause you anxiety, because if it's causing you anxiety, making you question who you are, that's not really what you want speaking into your life right now. And really empowering them is part of my passion, always has been my passion. So rather than empowering them through medical administration or a a coffee shop or a medical spa, which is all the businesses we've owned, I get to empower them in their own parenting, which is the most incredible journey of all. So I love it. I love that. And I think that your passion really bleeds through. I think this is another thing that probably subconsciously you don't even realize. Uh, But for those that are listening, I think this is really important to acknowledge that uh, when you come at your business from the angle of truly wanting to give and wanting to support. Uh, that will lead to more business than any sort of strong sales efforts that ever could be, right? Uh, When you really, Mm -hmm. truly take every conversation and speak to them from a place where you are 100% committed to help them meet their goals and to make their household a more peaceful place and and a happier place for everybody when you really come at it from that perspective, which I think you do without even thinking about it. Um, but for, some, but for some people who are just starting to get their businesses off the ground and they have this sort of scarcity mindset of, you know, is this person going to hire me? I'm scared. I'm not going to get the client. Uh, sometimes you can come at it from a perspective of just trying to like win the deal rather right. than, rather than actually showing them how you can best support them so that everybody's lives can be improved. Right. And if you have that attitude, I think it's sort of like you can't lose. Right. And I agree because I do feel like sometimes it's all about the sales. I've been part of sleep, sleep consultant collectives that have talked about sales, sales, sales. And I, I just don't see it that way. I see it as when you connect with someone who has reached out to you, when you offer them something of value and you show them exactly how you're going to show up for them, you don't have to sell them anything. They're going to want to work with you because you know what you're doing, because you've shown them that they're important and that you've been able to listen to them, meet them where they are and show them what it could look like. And everybody's always about, um, you know, I don't want to give up too much information on my, on my discovery call and stuff. And it's like, you know what? I don't really watch that. I don't look at it and say, oh, I, I think that's too much information to give out. You know, that's really what they, that's part of my plan. That's not it at all. I can literally tell them there's nothing I will tell you that you can't find on the internet, but the support is where you're going to see the difference. And that's huge for parents. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that uh, when you come at it from a place where you truly believe that there's enough business to go around, uh, there is. And there is, there is mm-hmm. enough business to go around. And when you come at it from that perspective is really when you can come at it from a place of really just serving and supporting rather right. than trying to land the deal, which, which I think is hugely valuable. Right. And I don't have, 
everybody talks about having a follow-up system or when do you check back with them to see if they want to work with you? I've never done that in my life because they tell me right then, okay, when can we start? Or they say, okay, let me take this information to my husband. I'll get back with you. And they do. So again, the value that I'm creating for them is not a pressured um, sales pitch. It is truly value and connection, which will speak volumes over a sales pitch any day. Yeah, I, I, I really identify with that. I actually used to follow up a lot when I first started my business. Um, uh-huh. I had a whole system. I had people, sure. I had leads in my cell phone and I would keep a list and, you know, I would send them an email a few days later and, you know, to some degree, sure, the fortunes in the follow up, right? Like you'll, you'll definitely sure. get some more clients that way. But what I realized is that actually the families that were most committed to making a change in their home, didn't Mm -hmm. need that follow up. And and frankly, the ones that I was following up with, you know, sure, maybe I landed some of those clients, but were they fully committed? And were they really ready to get to work? And and were they my ideal client? And exactly, that's, that's the key. Yeah. And now I realize, Mm -hmm. you know, just as you said, the ones that uh, sign on to work with me, they want to work with me. We've had a good conversation. They're ready to go and we go. And if not, then, then maybe it's not the best fit. And I'm okay with that too. And, and I think then there's also an added element of just confidence that there's enough to go around, right? Like every single time that somebody doesn't say yes to me, that doesn't mean that I'm not a good sleep consultant. That doesn't mean I didn't do a good job on the call. It's, It's not that loaded, right? It just means that not the right they time decided something else and that's right. okay. Right. And, and I being agree okay with, with that, I think is super important. And you know, the other thing I make sure is I make sure that they are committed to the process because if they're not, it makes it very hard for the follow through from, from their standpoint, because again, I can only support them. They have to do the hard work. So it's been, you know, I had a client reach out to me last week. We talked, she said, I absolutely want to do this, but I'm leaving town for four days. I said, no problem. I said, I'll send you a list of things I need you to get together before we get started. When you get back with me, we'll get started. She said she wanted to start today, but she didn't get me back the list of things. And so she messaged me this morning. She said, are we ready to start today? And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I took your spot for another client because I didn't know if anything had changed. I didn't hear back from you. If you want to get me that list over today, I'll be happy to start with you on Wednesday. So that's what we did. And it's like, and she was fine with that. She knew that part of this is going to be on her. And I needed to let her know that if we're going to be successful, our communication is very key as well. And I can't do this without all of the information that I need. And so it worked out really well, but I run it like a business when it comes to what do you expect and how can I help you? And what are you willing to put into it? And they always rise to the occasion because they want to sleep. They want their child to be happier because a child that is not, um, understanding the boundaries is not a happy child. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about websites or lack Mm -hmm. thereof. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, another question that I get asked often is like, can you have a sleep consulting business without a website? And, you know, my answer to that question, yeah, of course, of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, I personally think that having a website is super valuable. I use mine a lot and I would be lost without my website, but I would love for you to share what it looks like to have a successful business without a website and, and logistically, you know, for me, I, people pay me via my website, people uh, inquire via my website, Uh, people learn about me 
via my website. This is how my website is being used by my customers and prospective customers or clients. Uh, so without that infrastructure, what does that look like for you to uh, take payments, for you to sign on discovery calls, for you to sure. educate people about what you do without, without that infrastructure? So ironically enough, I do have a website in the works, but it's been in the works for about 18 months now. (laughs) And my website designer is waiting on me to get her content. But like I mentioned earlier, content is not on my list of priorities. So um, what I've done is honestly what happens and not that I intended it to be this way. And I do feel bad. And there are times a website might be convenient to be able to say, here's my website. Um, especially when I get into these wellness collectives and people are like, give me your website. I'll be happy to share it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have one, you know? Um, But what I've found is when you tell people why you don't have a website and it's truly heartfelt, it's truly the only reason I don't have a website is because the amount of time that I have to give to my business, I would rather spend with my clients versus updating a website working on a website, creating content for a website, and I don't need it the way my flow is set up. So what I do is I have a Calendly account that I send out when somebody messages me and they I get inquiries through text messaging, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger. And a lot of my referrals even come through Facebook Messenger and Instagram Messenger because like I said earlier, they jump on, they kind of read through my posts, they see that I'm a total goober because I have no like... <laughs> I have no color combination. I have no flow to my social media. It's literally, oh, that's cute. That's funny. That's a good idea. That's good information. Let me share that. It literally has no rhyme or reason to it. And they see, okay, this kind, this girl's kind of a goober, but she knows what she's talking about. So they message me. Then I send them, I say, you know, great. Here's my Calendly link. Let's get started with a little introductory call. I can learn more about you, your challenges, your goals. You can learn about me. We'll see if this is what it looks like to work together. Then they schedule and then we talk about it. We set up a time that they're going to start. I jump on Stripe, send them an invoice and we get started. So it's really okay for me to kind of just have that availability. I have gotten behind in my invoices before. I've actually had people reach out to me and say, in fact, I just had a lady last week. She's like, you never sent me an invoice. And I was like, I know. I said, I have like seven invoices to send out. I'll get those to you. And it took me like three more days. She messaged me again. And she's like, I don't want to bug you. She goes, I just want to make sure that if I'm getting it, I'm paying it. And I said, you have not gotten it yet. I will get it out to you. So literally, you can build a business in spite of everything. And I do everything kind of backwards, but it works. Because my heart is there. My support is there. And my connection is there. Yeah, which actually, you just sort of answered my next question, which is, you know, I sort of wanted to ask you, what is it that makes you so successful, right? Because, because you're not doing it in the, I don't want to say traditional way, but like the stereotypical way. Sure. No, right? yeah. Um, so, so what is it that that makes you so successful? I mean, I, I sort of think that it's your truly authentic, and that you're I am, <laughs> right? I am, I am very authentic. I think that it's that you are truly authentic and that you are truly an expert also, right? So mm-hmm. so it, it's those two things. But anything else that you would add to why, you know, why clients are drawn to you, why you've been able to build a business without all of this infrastructure, what is it? What's the secret sauce? 
You know, it really depends on the client, but really what it comes down to is I meet them where they are. I absolutely share my heart with them while they're sharing their heart with me. I tell them why I do agree or don't agree with certain things. I tell them why we are or are not going to do things. And I always go back to our original conversation. So they know that they were heard. They know that they were understood and they know that we're on the same team. And then, um, and I send them a lot of encouraging, you know, teamwork makes the dream work because it's true. I send them a lot of, could you be a little bit more of a rock star? I don't think so. You know, those are things that really make them feel like, okay, this is not your typical social media that's telling me I'm doing everything wrong. These are people that are doing everything they can to the best of their ability. And I'm just there to cheer them on. And uh, what I've found is, um, it really creates a connection. You are talking about one of their most dear things in their lives. Their most precious thing in their entire lives are their children. When you support them and love them through some of the hardest times they have with their children, you become a very special person to them, just very organically. And I, I am very authentic. I mean, very authentic. They will hear my grandchildren in the background, but they don't care because I hear their children in the background. Um, they will, I will talk to them while I'm, you know, on the boat, you know, it's like they, they get all of me, they know my life. Um, they know exactly where um, they stand with me. And I respond to them. Because here's the thing, when you look at and this is one of the things that I think I find the most frustrating for other sleep consultants is they want to compartmentalize. This is a really important thing to me. And I hope I don't come across um, negatively. They want to compartmentalize their work hours from nine to five. I don't take evening calls. I don't do evening this. I don't do evening that. Then how are you going to be a sleep consultant? Because sleep happens at night. The challenges happen at night. The parents are paying you for the support that needs to happen at night because otherwise they can get it on the internet. But I've seen so many sleep consultants who say, I don't take calls before nine and I don't take calls after five. And I don't understand how that works because that's not, I mean, you can't sign up to be a doctor and say, oh, I'm just going to work from, you know, noon to eight every day. That just don't work that way. When you sign up for something that's so specific, you have to kind of follow along the general practice of that arena. And this business calls for naptime support, nighttime support. I, I just can't. And, and I think that's a big deal. And so when people say, well, I want to be the best I can be, but I can only do it from nine to five, that's when parents are working. And so you're asking them to take time out of their work. You're asking them to switch. You know, when we go to work, well, I know when I worked and had kids, um, I would spend the time from the time I dropped them off until the time I got to work going from mom mode to management mode. And then I'd spend the next time driving home from management mode to mom mode. In the middle of the day, if somebody needed to call me and talk to me about something so important, like sleep and discipline or parenting or methods, my mind was not always right there. You know, it's like, and I, as much as I could try, you were in a different mode at that point in the day. So I really feel like sometimes the connection is because I'm there for them when they need it versus saying, oh, now that you've paid me and now that I know you need the support, uh, I, I can't talk to you tonight after five. <laughs> You know, and so it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. And so if you want, if you think, are you thinking about this business as an option that you might enjoy or that you'd be good at, I would look at it from where it would, what it would require of you too. 
because you can't start it knowing it's a bedtime business and not work bedtimes. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I also think it's important to note that, um, I think this is related that, you know, when you decide to start your own business, it takes time to build that business, right? Absolutely. And, you know, so many people inquire with me about becoming a sleep consultant. They want to get certified and maybe they already have a nine to five job and, and they're miserable in their nine to five, or they are seeking a passion project or, you know, whatever million reasons for why people sure. do this. Um, and, and a lot of people expect that you just like sort of snap your fingers and it's up and running and ready to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and whenever you get involved in anything entrepreneurial, it takes time. It takes sort of like blood, sweat and tears. Right. It does. Um, you know, and I don't sugarcoat it. You know, people look at me and they're like, oh, she has all these clients. Oh, she has this successful business. It comes easy to her. No, I work harder than anybody. I know you know right. that, you yes. know, I work harder than anybody. So, right. you know, uh, success in any business, but particularly this one comes to those who really give, give their heart, their soul, their time, their energy. It's all of it. Right. Um, it because when, when you're supporting families, they want to see that you're there for them and you're there for them. Just like you said, at night, you're there for them during the day, you're there mm -hmm. from them whenever, and you have to be there for your business in the same way, you do. because if you're not there for your business, then your business does not exist. Right. It's, that's um, absolutely true. And it's not without, I don't, it's not that I don't have boundaries. Sure. I do have boundaries. Um, in fact, but what I, the difference is, is that I know bedtimes happen at night. I know that logistically my clients need me to be available to check my phone at bedtime. So what I do is like, we had, like, we had a big dinner a couple of weeks ago at our house. So we, um, oh, it was Passover. And so it's like, we had, you know, 20 people coming. So what I did was I front loaded my clients, just like I front load the little people when we're working with them, I front loaded my clients. And I said, here's the thing. I'm, I'm doing this dinner tonight. Um, it's going to take me all day. It's going to take me all night, but up until about four o'clock, let's make sure you're set for tonight. And if you truly need anything, absolutely don't hesitate to text me. But if I don't get back to you, that's why. And they're always, always like no problem because the difference is I have supported them so well that they don't feel like I'm not doing it. Even though we're only working two weeks together, or actually a lot of my clients are one week packages now, um, because they don't require the two weeks. It's like, I found myself drumming my fingers at the end of the two weeks, or the second week, I found that I was looking for things to help them with. I even felt like I felt like I needed to refund them part of the money because it was just not two weeks of service. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to put myself through that guilt, I'm just going to do a one week package. And that has been so successful. Um, but what happens is they don't care if I take that day off because it literally is taking a day off. It's their bedtime and that's what they pay me for. But what I'm doing is I'm making sure they're front loaded. I'm making sure that they are successful. And I've never had one parent say to me, that was the worst night ever. I can't believe you took it off. Never. They're, they feel empowered. They're like, go, yes. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. They're so supportive of my lifestyle because I'm so supportive of theirs. Yeah. Such, such golden advice. I love that. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap up, where can everybody find you? Uh, I know not on a website, right? Not uh, on a website. <laughs> where, where can everybody find you if they want to check out your Instagram? Uh, tell us where, tell us where we can find you online. So you can find me at solutions with Nan 
on Instagram. You can find me at Solutions with Nan on Facebook, or you can find me at Carrie Necklace, which will link you to Solutions with Nan on Facebook. So, Perfect. or Instagram, either one. So it's, it's all Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't have a TikTok account. Um, me neither. Yeah. It's like, I just, um, yeah, I just, I just like doing face-to-face, belly-to-belly, heart-to-heart stuff versus look what I created. You know, this took me three hours and, you know, it's like, no, I don't have time for three hours on create content creation when I could be serving a client or creating or talking something. to people. Yeah. Talking yeah. to people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like when I send examples of what I work with, because a lot of times when you reach out to a collective or to a wellness center or a chiropractor, they're like, can you give me some examples? And so I send them some of the things I work with, some, some of the documents I use, some of the things I um, work with. Those things take time. I'd rather spend time doing that than creating content, quite honestly. So if you go to my Facebook or my Instagram, don't judge me. <laughs> nobody's judging. Nobody's judging. I'm super proud of the business that you've built. And I'm really grateful that you are willing to share all of your knowledge with this community or audience today. I'm really, really grateful. I think it's really important for people to hear that it is possible to do it in a way that feels outside of the norm. Um, you know, one of my, one of my grads so famous, famously said that like her business really started to thrive when she started to do it in a way that worked for her rather than how I was running my business. Um, and I think that you're a perfect example of that, although we do it sort of similarly, but you know, when you really fully realize what your business is all about and and how it can work best for you, I think right. that's when when you really start to take off. So thank you for taking a minute to sort of walk us through what that looks like for you. I'm really grateful. Well, I want to tell you one thing. And yeah, you know, the it. thing is, is that when I when I took your class, your course, I wasn't sure what business I wasn't sure what my business was going to look like, but I did feel completely supported by you in whatever that looked like. I loved the community that you have um, created that where you can ask the questions and you can say what's working for everybody, what's not working. And then I drill it down for what I know to be true about myself and my, my style. But I loved everything about what I learned, everything that I did there, everything that I saw there. And the thing is, is that I think because you don't squash anybody or say that's wrong, that won't work you say, try it, or, you know, maybe do it this way, or maybe look at it this way. I think you're empowering women, both sides, not only in the parenting arena, but in the consultant arena too. And I think that is fabulous. I mean, that is, because if you had told me I could only build this business one time, one way, I would have been like, okay, well, this is not the business for me. But on our first call, you specifically said the business can be built any number of ways. And that stuck with me. Oh, I'm glad. And, and I love that we've just become really good friends. And, you know, uh, I, I really value, uh, I learn a lot from you. I know that you learn sometimes from me, I hope. (laughs) Uh, So I think it goes both ways. So yes, I'm really, I'm glad to have you in my circle. Yes, me too, as well. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. I've enjoyed it. Of course. Have a good one. Thanks, Jane. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. 
If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.